Welcome to Health Pulse Podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic, Florida. So education has been an integral component of Cleveland Clinic's mission. As part of that overall commitment to education, we recognize the importance and value of offering an array of educational programs. So my special guests for today are Drs. Eric Weiss and Dr. Scott Ross. Dr. Weiss is the current Chief Academic Officer, the Center Director for the Education Center, and the designated institutional official and chairman of graduate medical education. As well, if that wasn't enough, as being the former vice chairman of the Department of Colon and Rectal Surgery here at Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Dr. Weiss was also recently appointed director of medical education for the Florida region. In his role as chief academic officer, Dr. Weiss oversees graduate medical education, medical student education, continuing medical education, our observership programs, our simulation center, and the medical library and clinical research programs at the Western Florida campus. In his new role within the Florida region, Dr. Weiss is going to create the strategic plan for medical education, increasing UME and starting the new GME programs at those hospitals. Dr. Scott Ross is the current chief medical officer and department chair of hospital medicine at Cleveland Clinic in Western Florida. Dr. Ross graduated from Cleveland Clinic Florida Internal Medicine Residency in 2013. And since that time, he's been an active member of the Department of Hospital Medicine, having an active and busy clinical practice. His clinical interest and expertise include organ recovery efforts, as well as palliative end of life care. Dr. Ross commits his non-clinical, non-administrative time educating future caregivers to fulfill Cleveland Clinic's mission. So Eric and Scott, welcome and thank you. Thank you, pleasure to be here. Thank you, Dr. Delaney. So Cleveland Clinic Florida is South Florida's largest non-university physician graduate training center. We have physicians who come from around the world for residency training in many specialty areas and for advanced fellowship work in other specialized disciplines. Our focus is and always has been to train physicians to deliver the highest quality medical care, as well as teaching future generations of healthcare professionals and to pursue research into the causes and treatments of disease. So Rick, starting with you, can you explain to listeners what an academic medical center is just to give them that perspective of how it's different to just a hospital that doesn't do any of this stuff? Sure. So, you know, most hospitals, including an academic medical center, uh, focus on doing the best that they can to care for their patients. But an academic medical center takes that multiple steps further. Um, In addition to that same mission of doing the best that they can to care for patients, they also add in education, not only education to physicians, but education across a broad array of different um, areas that have to do with healthcare, as well as research. When you combine these together, you can attract better physicians, you change the environment in which care is given, and ultimately, all of that comes together to form what we would call an academic medical center. So it's a center where there's excellent patient care, there's education, and there's research. 
So concentrating on the present care of the patient, but also thinking into the future, teaching others and researching new ways of providing care. It's a, it's a great portfolio. Uh, and Rick, can you also talk about a little bit uh, the timeline and history of Cleveland Clinic Florida's academic medical center? Sure. So Cleveland Clinic Florida started in Florida in 1988. At that time, we were a very small institution. There were 35 caregivers that came down from Cleveland and other places to start Cleveland Clinic Florida. Within one year of that, we had our first residency training program in colorectal surgery. And within the next six years, so in about 1996, we added in addition to an additional person within colorectal surgery training program, we added internal medicine and neurology. And that did well for us when we were relatively small. But when we moved to the Weston campus in 2001, we added five other training programs um, and continued to build our portfolio and continue to train more and more physicians in graduate medical education. Um, that did well for us um, until the past maybe five to seven years, we've added another three residency programs, making us uh, have at this point 11 ACGME accredited programs and about 120 residents and fellows. In addition, we have some highly specialized specialty fellowships that accounts for another 15 to 20 trainees every year. So we're about 135 to 140 residents and fellows training at the institution now. And with the region, um, <clears throat> we have some new opportunities that hopefully we can bring similar types of academic medical center care to the regional hospitals um, in Stewart, Indian River, and any place else that we decide to um, go with in the future. Super. Uh, and then Dr. Ross, maybe you could tell us maybe a little more detail about some of the educational programs here at Cleveland Clinic Weston. Right, so I think in, in addition to the residency and fellowship programs that Dr. Weiss has discussed, I think it's important to note that we do a vast amount of other education. We offer medical student clinical rotations which help support many of our local medical schools. Medical school graduates, as you have said, come from across the world to participate in research and observership opportunities. Our nursing institute offers clinical rotations to our local nursing schools as well as clinical tracks for advanced nurse practitioners. Physician assistants, students, emergency medicine technicians train here. I think to your point, it's very, uh, uh, it's very obvious that education is part of the culture here at Cleveland Clinic Weston. When you step into one of our clinics or our acute care hospital, you get that educational feeling where a patient's case is discussed without making assumptions or quick judgment and their care is grounded in best practices. And our patients truly appreciate that approach. Yeah, I agree. And, and our students, that's why I came to Cleveland Clinic 22 years ago, uh, that educational culture. So Dr. Weiss, back to you, Rick. Um, besides being one of the nation's top hospitals, why, why train at Cleveland Clinic? Why not somewhere else? So I think that there's many, many reasons, and we probably don't have enough time to talk about that, but I can try and give you at least what I think are the most salient and most important reasons to train here. Number one, it's our mission. So, you know, this is our hundredth year of being Cleveland Clinic. And our founding fathers a hundred years ago basically came up with a mission that basically defines an academic medical center. 
care for the sick, investigation of their problems, um, and teaching those who serve. And that mission is what the clinic's been all about. So over the years, we have become not only one of the best hospitals in the country, in the world, but we've also become one of the best places to train. And I think they're tied together. You know, when you are the best at something, you have excellent physicians, you have excellent nursing, you have excellent administrative support. And all of that translates into being able to deliver excellent training programs. And from a resident or fellow standpoint, well, what do they really want in, in the end? They want to be able to learn their discipline, become board certified, and then go out in the real world and practice that specialty. And they have a lot of choices on where they could go. But I think a lot of people choose us because they know that they're going to get all three of those. They are going to get good training, maybe some of the best training that's out there. They will become board certified almost 100%. And when they go out in the real world, people recognize that they trained at a place that is an excellent hospital, that is a leader in healthcare, that's innovative, that's caring, and really is the epitome of the definition of an academic medical center. Yeah, I agree. It's an incredible place to have on your CV. Or, or, or stay here and, and join us. Um, our, our mission, as you said, has, hasn't changed in principle. We changed the wording. So caring for life, researching health, and educating those who serve. And that last clause, we deliberately didn't change. It's stayed the same, and it is the same. So, so Rick, how many medical students have you seen come through our doors for training and education? Uh, you know, what's the kind of year-over-year -year volume that we see? So... In aggregate, I mean, it's it's thousands to ten thousands of, of, of medical students. Um, but I think in the more recent past, maybe the last five to 10 years, we see about 800 medical students coming through on an annual basis. So that includes what we call core rotations. That's your principal rotations that any medical student in any medical school has to do in their third year. And then there's elective rotations where some of those are uh, prescribed, but many of them are free for people to choose, um, as well as because of the pandemic and COVID, we really made an incredible uh, mark on being able to um, pivot and really help some of our medical students uh, and, and our affiliate schools teach their students during a time when they couldn't be face-to-face. -face. And we contacted with and touched, you know, another thousand trainees at that point or, or medical students at that point because of that. So it, it's a huge volume um, and people really want to do that. When you, you know, ask people why as physicians they want to work at Cleveland Clinic Florida other than, other than the reputation, many people want to be involved in education and research. And the medical student programming is one way that they're able to do that. And we, you know, work with many different medical schools uh, and provide um, excellent training for them. Scott, you had the, the pleasure of graduating from the Cleveland Clinic Florida residency program. Can you tell listeners about your training and experience through the process? Absolutely. So like you, Dr. Delaney, I had the opportunity uh, to rotate uh, at Cleveland Clinic as a medical student. And I learned uh, early on that Cleveland Clinic physicians believed that practice in medicine was a commitment to lifetime learning. I saw firsthand that physicians here were different. They were committed to us as learners as much as their patients. 
they were actually willing to invest in me. And that's the reason I decided that Cleveland Clinic is absolutely where I needed to do residency. The hours were long and hard, but very rewarding. Uh, Rick has said this, the balance between education and direct patient care was fair. I think it's important to note that our patient population here is very diverse, drawing not only from South Florida, but much of the Southeast United States, the Caribbean, as well as Central and South America. But it wasn't just an educational program preparing me for a board exam. Cleveland Clinic taught me the true essence of bedside medicine, watching the lives and actions of each caregiver here at Cleveland Clinic. I discovered what it meant to wholeheartedly care for patients. Yeah, I think walking the walk as well as talking it. So absolutely. And Scott, why do you think that physicians then want to end up here working in an academic medical center? What's your, what's your perspective on it? Yeah, I think to teach is to learn. You can only teach if in fact you know and understand the subject matter. Physicians want to work at an academic center because they remain committed to provide the best possible care to their patients. We don't simply accept past medical practices, but understand the opportunities that are in front of us as we work to better understand diseases and through research find innovative treatment plans that better the lives of our patients. So talking of research, obviously, it's a, a huge part of our mission, but maybe, Rick, you could talk a little bit about some of the principles and obviously not specific projects necessarily, but some of the types of research that people can get involved in. So uh, people can get involved in a lot of different types of research projects. Most of what we've been able to accomplish up to this point has been clinical research and clinical outcomes research. Um, so um, both uh, uh, staff physicians as well as trainees um, are involved in what we would call retrospective chart review analysis. So looking at patients that have been cared for at Cleveland Clinic um, and seeing how their outcomes have been depending on how they were treated. So surgical procedures, different types of medication, different types of cardiac procedures, et cetera, have been looked at. We also participate in what we call prospective randomized trials. So there are trials that uh, are put on um, by societies, uh, by research foundations, um, by industry, such as the pharmaceutical industry or device industry, and we participate in those type of trials also. Um, in addition, um, because of individual physicians' notoriety and great clinical care, they also get asked to um, you know, speak at many different venues and they can then further deliver the message and deliver the outcomes of the research that they participated in or worked on here at Cleveland Clinic Florida. And Scott, what about on the medical side, maybe some perspective on, on medical research? Yeah, so, you know, if you look at opportunity to get into residency in the United States, so much, it's become so uh, competitive uh, that medical students now more than ever uh, understand uh, that research isn't just a way of life, but it's actually required uh, part of uh, building a CV to get into competitive uh, residency program. And what's interesting is, is that uh, the unique drive, uh, and perhaps maybe it's a Cleveland Clinic thing, maybe it's something that we actually uh, foster so much here that I see it so evident in all of our medical students, but from the first days that students come in here, they're saying, you know, how can I get involved? How can I uh, find opportunities 
uh, to participate uh, in research. And their research isn't necessarily all your clinical trials, uh, but an important part of medical education and what they see is, is how can healthcare be better? What are some quality improvement projects where we can improve our processes to improve our direct patient care uh, that you know are so important in the medical or in the, uh, the care delivery uh, that we have for our patients? Yeah, I absolutely agree with both of you. And I think one of the other exciting things for us is as a region now that we're bringing people like Dr. Spindler down, who's setting up these prospective patient outcome and patient experience studies through all specialties. I think it's something so many of our teams will be able to avail of, uh, ultimately benefiting patients. And then also our FRIC or Florida Research and Innovation Center, where we now have a very significant basic science lab. So I think it really it complements our clinical mission and it complements our clinical research. And will make us even stronger as an academic medical team. So finally then, Rick, maybe you'd talk a little bit about um, how our care is different um, in an academic medical center, you know, from the patient perspective uh, over a non-academic medical center. So I think from a patient's perspective, what a patient sees is constant attention. So unlike a hospital that doesn't have residents, fellows, medical students, nursing students, et cetera, they get limited amounts of interaction and time with the caregivers. Whereas when you're in an academic medical center, you have people coming in and out of your room throughout the entire day. So it's not one point in time where somebody's evaluating you and making treatment decisions. They are doing this throughout the day. It's a continuum. It's not just a point in time. And those caregivers who are coming in are continually asking questions. And it's, it, it's not enough to just take it for granted that somebody asked you a question or that you're going to take care of a patient in a certain way. People continue to be inquisitive and they want to push the questions more and more so that they can discover potentially things that other people didn't discover, which in turn lead to better outcomes for the patient, better diagnoses, alternatives in treatment, better outcomes. All those things are the things I think the patient sees at an academic medical center. In addition, they see the interaction as a team because I think it's much more team-based traditionally in an academic medical center than it is in a, a hospital that doesn't function that way. So that people tend to, at least at some point in the day, see you as a group and all your caregivers are there at the same time. And you get the different perspectives from, from everybody that you wouldn't necessarily get if you need to come in, make rounds before you see patients in the office and then everything else is done by phone. That's not how things are done. And I think the patients see that, appreciate that, seek us out for that. And I think ultimately there are many, many studies that will show that the outcomes of patients in academic medical centers are better than they are in a non-academic center. And I think patients see that, appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons why we've been so successful both here in Florida, certainly in Cleveland and in the other places that we've gone to. Yeah, I agree. I think outcomes better and, and often with a much more complex cohort of patients and, and reoperative patients and things that uh, other teams would rather not handle. Um, and then I think the other thing it brings as well is, is talent. Um, I think with the clinical faculty and staff we have, and then the opportunity for our, our trainees to join us and do research and learn from the best, it really brings the, the best and brightest of, 
of young minds uh, to our programs uh, and ultimately to our patients and teams. So, so well, Cleveland Clinic's goal, uh, as you know, is to be the best place to receive care anywhere and the best place to work in healthcare. Through it all, we work, as Dr. Weiss said, as a team of teams, uh, guided by our values, our care priorities, and of course, our mission, which you've heard a lot about from both Dr. Weiss and Dr. Ross, caring for life, researching for health, and educating those who serve. So Dr. Weiss, Dr. Ross, thank you both for joining me uh, for this podcast today. And thank you also for training our future generations. Uh, I and we as a team really appreciate the work you both do for our caregivers, for our patients, for our trainees, and ultimately the communities that our hospitals serve. Thank you. Thank you. To our listeners, to learn more about Cleveland Clinic's education programs, please visit our website at myclevelandclinic.org. And join me next time on our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast. 